Hello, I'm Ethan. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a guest with me once again, but this isn't any podcast. I'm currently on day two of five, serving as the cook head of uh, Austin Caritas in this winter of 2023. Not to be confused with Caritas of Austin, which is a different website. It's a completely different charity. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself as you put your face close to the mic, because when you don't, they can't hear you. Right. So, sorry, I'm... <clears throat> I'm currently eating a croissant sandwich that fell to the floor uh, about a few, like an hour, two, three hours ago. Yeah, but it tastes really good, so hopefully I don't get sick. Anyway, I'm Ben, a uh, longtime friend of the podcast, friend of Ethan, and uh, I'm happy to be back on the show again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, uh, the croissant fell on the floor, but none of the other croissants fell on the floor. And the croissants that fell on the floor are not going to be consumed by anybody except for people who know that the croissant fell on the floor, but also to dust it off. It's, it's, suck it up. It's okay. Are we going to talk about the incident? What, what, which incident? The incident with the, the, the certain utensil? Uh, I think... I think we're good. <laughs> I think we're good. That's a need-to-know basis. Yeah, I say what incident because uh, there have been many, many incidents uh, of things going wrong. Uh, only some of which are food safety concerns, but not really. It's food safe. You know, this is my first time on cook staff for anything. First time cooking for anything. Well, this is probably my uh, 11th or 12th time. No, not, not really. It's probably like 8th. Impressive. Yeah, though somehow it being still my eighth or ninth time and probably my fifth or sixth time leading, uh, still ill-prepared, I will say. Like, the amount of food shortage we've had of, like, not being able to feed enough people, like, is is probably not particularly acceptable. Yeah. So, uh, Ethan was basically like, hey, do you want to, like, record, like, an unhinged late-night podcast in the kitchen? And, like, I really needed to sleep, but also I was like, Yes, because I'm all into spontaneity. Yeah, spontaneity is great. It's 11.35 p.m. We had a meeting end at 11, and now we're just chilling in the kitchen. We got a couple of stuff left to wrap up. But other than that, like, it's a chill day. It's a chill tomorrow. Got two days down, three more to go. Like, it's a, it's a grind, but we are, we on that grind set. I made a promise at the beginning of the week that I wasn't going to complain about anything. So I won't. I made a promise at the beginning of the week that I wasn't going to complain on the first day of the week. It is no longer the first day of the week. There you go. I will say I feel like I'm like <clears throat> on the boundary sometimes, though, because I say things that are like borderline, borderline complaining. Like I'll say like, um, oh, man, I'm really tired or like. Oh, like someone will be like, oh, when did you wake up? And I'd be like, oh, uh, you know, early 4.45 or something like that. And they'd be like, oh, man, you woke up so early. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. It's like a fine line because you don't want to be like, oh, I woke up so early. I woke up so much earlier than you. I'm running on so much less sleep. I hate my life because la, 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 whatever. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's one of those things that like, like you cannot complain about how cold it is outside, but you can just be like, oh man, thirty two degrees. Not a complaint, but like totally a complaint. It makes life so much more fun. Like when you when you stop complaining about things. Sorry, the audience is gonna like hear all the food moving around in my mouth. I'm still eating this croissant, by the way. Taking bites between takes. Well, not takes, but just like whenever Ethan speaks, I take another bite. I'm almost done. Hang tight. Yeah. It's uh for Caritas, every group has colors, and we are dark purple, because purple is like a really cool color or something. I'm pretty sure it's just because like Ethan requested it or something, but he won't say that. It's funny. Uh, I didn't actually explicitly request it. Uh, someone else in like for further in charge of the person who is was chosen to delegate the colors instructed the person to delegate the colors to give Ethan and his people dark purple. Yeah, the crazy thing is, some I'm somewhere in that line of t- like chain of command, and it might be above that person. But I I don't care. It's really unclear. I think technically you are above the person in head of the operation in charge of the person who was in head of the, the like like the operation of assigning in which is in head of me. But then you are under me, so it's like a it's like a, it's like a, it goes full circle where like everybody is like within a circle of command in some form or another. Yeah, it's kind of unclear. I actually was talking with um some person who gave a talk to earlier today. She was a little concerned about like how much time she had to give this talk, and I was like, "Well, I, just just say what you have prepared." And she was like, "Well, like, what about like the time restraint and stuff?" I was like, "Don't worry about that. Just like give your talk." And then I was like, "Cause okay, so so recently I've had this this thing that I say, she's like, <clears throat> to basically back take a step back, and if I don't have to be in the lead." Or, like, if I don't have to, like, directly lead something, then I can let someone else do it. And I say, that is not my job. Like, I don't know if you know Drake and Josh. There's that There was that episode where uh, it turns out Helen is, like, this person. Turns out that Helen is, like, this. Um, she, 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 turned out, she was a childhood star. And, like, her catchphrase was, that is not my job. <clears throat> and so something that I've been doing a lot recently is just saying, that is not my job. But today, when this person was telling me that they were concerned about how long their talk was, I was like, um, usually it's, like, not my job. But, like, if I want it to be my job, it can be my job, I think. Wait, what is your job? Like, this talk thing? Or, like, what, what are you talking about? Oh, I'm the uh, Shunstadt University men's branch leader. And Caritas is one of our apostolates, which means that um, basically we assign some guys from one of the life groups to lead Caritas. Um, But I kind of am in an oversight position. Um, So most of the day I'm like in here being a humble cook. Um, But other parts of the day I'm coming in and like having meetings with people and checking in and telling them basically like, hey, did you do this? Did you remember to do that? Did you just hit that fly with a with a napkin? Uh, I did not. I missed it by like a centimeter. Uh, you were saying, sorry. Kind of looked like you hit him. I might have. I might have. It's. I'm pretty sure I saw it fly away, but it's no longer here. It, it got spooked. Like I, I took a wad of 
pa- paper napkin and hurled it quite fast, and it actually bounced and, and Ben caught it. Yeah. I think I forgot what we were talking about, but that's okay. Uh, do, have you had a favorite meal at Caritas so far, or any meal you're looking forward to? Um, I heard there is a rack of lamb being served later in the week. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, a rack of lamb, some lobster, some uh, some some filet mignon. Yeah, calamari and um, what are the fish eggs called? Caviar. Yeah, caviar. You you know how it is. Uh, add for Austin Caritas. You could have all of this for just sixty dollars for the whole week. Some of this may or may not be true. Just as a okay, there you go. Disclaimer. Why is it called a disclaimer? Is it like a like a disclaim? Like a like is it is it not a real claim? What does dis mean? Uh, is there like a misclaimer? Yeah, there is. I think it's like the difference between disinformation and misinformation. Is there a difference? That seems like a weird semantic thing. Um, I feel like you would know this. No, disinformation seems like an information that is wrong. Misinformation seems like an alternative fact that was created. That's like intentionally meant to like mislead. Yeah, mislead. Yeah, I think that's true. So then a, <laughs> a misclaimer would be like to make a claim about something or like to a uh, to like caution someone of something that like is not a thing right and a disclaimer is like uh i don't know what are, what are your thoughts is this anything i don't think it is i'm cuz i know the difference between disinformation and misinformation disinformation is just something that's like false misinformation implies the intent of the person like distributing it is some form of like malintent but I don't actually know if misclaimer is a word, but a, a disclaimer is just like, hey, I wanted you to know this. I don't know if there's anything else here. Is there like a claimer? Hmm. It's like how like, because like dis, it's like, dis means something that's bad, right? Like a, like dismay or disaster. Disfruta, enjoy in Spanish. What does that mean? Enjoy in Spanish. Is what? Disfruta. What is fruta? Not disfruta. Like this fruta? Like this. Like, as in disinformation. I'm starting to think that dis doesn't. Does dis mean like not? I don't know. Because, like, what is an aster if it's a disaster? Or what is a. Does disaster mean like something went wrong with a star? I think that's literally what disaster means, which is kind of funny. Yeah, that is funny. Uh, actually, I don't know. Have you heard Christopher West talk about aster? I have not. What does Christopher West say about aster? <clears throat> um, yeah, he says, I think that this was, I went to a TOB1 course, uh, Theology of the Body, um, at the Theology of the Body Institute in Pennsylvania, maybe like two years ago. But, like, while he was teaching um, Theology of the Body, which is um, basically, like, uh, I don't know if I even want to get into this, but uh, John Paul II's teachings on human sexuality and our purpose in life, basically. Um, Anyway, Christopher West, he's um, someone that I listen to a lot, and um, I've read a lot of his books. So he's teaching this course, and he's talking about... He's talking about... uh, disaster 
he was like, what is the opposite of a disaster? I think he was talking about like what happens when like Adam and Eve fell and something. He's like, he wants to like, like reorient it to like, to, to reclaim, to make a re-aster of our lives. <clears throat> yeah, there's something along those lines. To, uh, aster meaning like stars, to like fall, to, to like stars. So like when you say disaster, it means to like shoot for the stars, but then like like fail to reach the stars, and then you fall down, and like hit the earth. But to reaster would be to like, I guess like you aim for the stars, and then something goes wrong. But then you like reorient yourself toward the stars, and you're in. I don't know. I don't know if that's anything, but he thought he seemed to think it was pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Shoot for the moon. Because even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Yeah, it's true. It's a wise proverb. Went to mass earlier today, and the homily was kind of slappage. It was like the moon reflecting the light of the sun. And the moon is the Blessed Mother reflecting the light of the sun. Yeah, but there's like enough light from the moon that you can see your way in the darkest of nights. Yes. More crime is committed in a full moon because people can like actually see at night. Okay, never mind. Continue. Well, that kind of reoriented, disoriented our discussion a little bit because it's that kind of like threw us off. We were talking about the Blessed Mother. Disoriented is an example where dis is the direct opposite of the word without the dis. Like orient and disorient are literally antonyms of each other. Wow, the, uh, I, we found the example we were looking for. But yes, the Blessed Mother, like, like re, uh, like, it's not as if the light of the sun is not there, but like, it is there through the moon, and chosen to go through the moon. And the moon has no light of its own. It just simply reflects the light of the sun. So when you look up at the moon, you shouldn't, if you rightly know, like, how astronomy works, you wouldn't say, like, ah, yes, like, the the, the light of the moon, ergo, like, uh, the moon has light, so, like, that is the source of the light, but it's not. But we can still reverence it as, like, a very important celestial body that can help guide our way in the dark. So what if, like, when we say, so, so moonlight is a term that exists, so we can use that to mean, like, the light that is, like, from the moon, but it's actually reflected from the sun. Yeah, I mean, limelight is also a word. It's like light from a lime, but it's actually... Uh, okay, forgive me. But what if there's an analogy to be drawn here with a term like soy milk, where we don't recognize its ability to milk, but we can use like proxy by analogy to understand without coming to the heretical conclusion that somehow the, the, the quote unquote milk from soy comes from the udders of, of an animal and is preceded by honey? Uh, I don't know. I think we should mean what we say. And I don't think that saying soy beverage is, like, a misleading claim. Like, if someone said soy beverage, everyone would know that you're talking about soy milk. It'd be a little weird, but it's not like people would be like, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. But I feel like milk is like a term that deserves like good definition. And soy is not that. How do you feel about the term milky? It's like used to describe things that are very much not milk. Like if you have like white grease, it's like, oh, that's milky. But it's not milk. This hasn't. I'm. This. I'm no longer talking about the definition of milk. Just how do you feel about the word? Uh, can you use it in a sentence? Like, like I made a mixture of like, like, like I don't know, like chicken fat that's like white and like olive oil, and it's like cloudy and it's white. Therefore, a, a, a like. A, I could use the word milky to describe it, which is more of like a sight thing than it is like an actual, or a sight slash texture slash flowage thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a problem with it. I guess it's kind of like anything else, like rosy describes like someone's cheeks, but it's not really like a rose except for its color. Um, Maybe that it's like delicate. I I don't know, but like, I, you know, milky, rosy, other things like that, I I like figurative language. I think it's cool. Sticky? Like a stick? I'm not sure that really follows in the same way. It doesn't, but that one's kind of funny. Because it's like, are there other things like ends in Y that just like doesn't mean, like sticky has nothing to do with sticks. Like literally nothing. I guess like, oh, it's stuck to the wall. Like it sticks to the wall. But but like a stick and sticky, like, like it's so weird. <clears throat> yeah, I love I love describing people's. Okay, this is like kind of off topic, but on topic. Also, yes, uh, valid. I agree. Um, <clears throat> but I was gonna say I love like describing people's like items of clothing or things that they own by taking a word that cannot be turned into like an adverb or like a adjective. adjective. Yeah, adjective. And uh, and then making it so like um, it's very fluffily or like oh the shirt you're wearing is very purpley um, or or like the bubble jacket vest that you're wearing is very like um, I was gonna say fluffy <laughs> I was like but I'm actually actually think that that is actually an adjective yeah. Um, Ruffly. Is that a word? I think that's a word. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think ruffly is definitely a word. But yeah, sometimes you accidentally say things and you accidentally like run into a word that is a word in the English language. Like, wow, this seems very homey. And you're like, wait, homey is definitely already a word. That means something else. Someone already took that. Homey. No, no, no. Home-y, home like E-Y versus I-E. Very different meanings and also just different words. Like in general. Yeah, that's definitely true. But I think that's different because purple is an adjective, but purpley is also an adjective, but it's like a different adjective. It means something different. It's like of the essence of purple as opposed to just a des- a descriptor, you know? Would purple EE be like the essence of purpley? Hmm, I think you're onto something here. Like you, you can keep going in like a in like the the regress but like you would need to like really concentrate to like contemplate what that truly means for something to be purpley e e 
Have you talked about your your doctrine on on the podcast yet, or your your thesis on eternal presumption? Uh, I haven't. Basically, the concept is that in like the Catholic Church, one of the things that is uh, like a sin is like the sin of presumption, where you like presume. Uh, so, an instance of this could be like you could say like, uh, "Oh." Uh, I'm going to just steal that candy and I'm just going to go to confession anyway. I'm just going to go to confession afterwards and be sorry. And it's like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, God, God will forgive me. It's like you presume on God's grace like that. And that's not something that's good. But it's like uh, if that in and of itself is a sin, the sin of presumption, then that would mean that what if you're like, what if you said, oh, I'll just commit the sin of presumption and God will forgive me later. But then that in and of itself is a sin. So like, oh, then then, then uh, that that sin of presumption, I'll just go to confession later for, and it leads to an infinite regress. Where like, what if you actually commit the sin of presumption an infinite number of times, an infinite regress forever and ever? Like, how does how does that ever work? How how when you go to confession, do you do you even know that you're sorry for your sins? So don't actually think about these things, especially if you're scrupulous. Like, don't don't let this get to you. But it's one of those things that's just kind of funny if you think about it too much. But also before like 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 just just. Do what you mean and say what you mean and do what you say. Do say ratio. Doctor of the Church, Saint Ethan wins. Uh, law of internal presumption, infinite presumption. This is literally just like a thing I said about sin. Like this isn't like any theological. Uh, it's like if someone was like, yes. Uh, the I don't know. This isn't even a sin that's like new that invented. Like like you have sins of like. Like things that are like new with like technology or something, but this one's just something that's presumably been presumably been around for a while. <laughs> I'm not gonna add anything to that. Pres- pr- presumably, allegedly, uh, yes. How was that croissant? I see you finished it. I have now finished the croissant. I believe it has now been 22 minutes into the rec- uh, podcast recording. I think there was a period of time there where I stopped because I ran out of meat and it was just croissant. Now I'm a big croissant fan, but like, you know, I was starting to remember that it had been on the ground. <laughs> I think, I think at that point I was like, huh, like, is it worth it for me to finish this? Do I increase my chances of getting sick by eating the rest of this croissant? And then the other thing is that I've already had one of them tonight. I think I've just like, sorry, Ethan just dropped this, a metal spoon on the floor, which he will wash, presumably. It will be washed. <clears throat> we're doing this thing at SUM, <clears throat> uh, that's the Schoenstatt University men, where we're trying to increase our do-say ratio. That's like the number of things that you, um, like the number of things that you say, you say a lot of things. But like, how many, how many, how often do you follow through on what you say? Do you do you mean what you say? And anyway, I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. You said that you were going to clean the spoon. No, no, no. That's a that's a quote. That's a quote. Do you know what that's a quote from? Um. Um. Folks at home will know this. I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. Dr. Seuss. I knew this. An elephant's faithful 100%. It's from, uh, like, Horton. 
No, like Horton hears a who or Horton hatches the egg. It's it's the it's the thing with the Horton and that. The, 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 it's 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 the elephant with the thing that here's the thing at the place. To be fair, I knew it was a children's book, so um, I'm I'm just not very well read in this literature. Um, now I grew up uh, reading a lot of Dr. Seuss, but um, unfortunately, I have not been reading as much Dr. Seuss recently. Um, I'm sure that um, when the need comes, wow, wow. Okay, so Ethan just pulled up an image of. Um, Asian people that Dr. Seuss drew. Yeah, this is like Dr. Seuss got canceled for like the the depictions of Asian people with like the uh the very uh how do I like thin eyes and a very uh a complexion that is very close to uh <clears throat> exactly the color yellow and. And hats that are very much like almost like conical with like a point in the middle. Like I like that they have wooden shoes with like the little what do you call those things? It's like little pegs in the bottom or whatever. Yeah, the pegs. And I, I also have to point out that they are eating rice with chopsticks in this in this image. Um stop Asian hate. Um something like that uh, I probably have more fleshed out opinions on this but maybe not today uh, <clears throat> yeah um, where are you where are you going now Ethan do you so it is currently 1158 which means today is December 12th which is like the like our lady of Guadalupe but in like less than two minutes it'll be the 13th which I believe is uh, St. Lucie which is kind of cool. You know, I don't know that much about St. Lucy, but Lucy Mullman earlier today told me that that is her patron saint. And I was like, huh. I think that's like the most I know about St. Lucy. Is, that is the fact of somebody you know being the patron, that being their patron saint is the most you know about that saint? Yeah, yeah. Don't, I mean, don't come for me, but like maybe I just need to do more reading up on the saints. Well, I happen to know that St. Lucy, also called St. Lucia, was a Roman Christian martyr who died during the Diocletianic persecution. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. She's, that means that she is venerated as a saint in Catholic, Anglican, Lutheran, and Eastern Orthodox Christianity. Um, now that you mention it, she is one of eight women including the Virgin Mary, explicitly commemorated by Catholics in the canon of the Mass. I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know where in, like, the Roman canon, uh, a.k.a. Eucharistic Prayer 1, a.k.a. the canon of the Mass, a.k.a. canon of the Roman Mass, where it's, like, it goes to all the saints, like, Linus, Cletus, I forgot... But it's like a John and oh, it's like John and Paul Cosmos and Damien, and there's like the second go around where it's like, uh, like, like uh, Agnes, Cecilia, Anastasia, and Lucy was somewhere in there. Yeah, they just kind of tuck her in there, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I you know like the, the litany of saints. There are some names that stick to you. Athanasius, boom, sticks out at you. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy, um, uh, Cosmos and Damien, like, like they stick out like a sore thumb. 
But there are some people who like to who like to really hide, and I those are the saints that I, that I, I want to get to know a little bit better. They, they like to hide in the litany of saints. Yeah, um, I know that. Ooh, Cosmos and Damien are together. But right before Cosmos, it's John and Paul, Cosmos and Damien. And this isn't just any John and Paul. This is like, oh sorry, sorry. This is just any John and Paul. Like, like it's not John and Paul of like, like John the beloved disciple and Paul like, like, like Saul of Tarsus. It's like John and Paul are like these two dudes. No, 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 no. Let, let me let me find it. John Paul Jones. No, okay. So Saints John and Paul. Uh, are saints who lived during the 4th century in the Roman Empire. They were martyred at Rome on the 26th of June. And they're just like, they're just like, I, I probably need to read more about them, but they're, they're just like homies. I love that they're buds for all eternity now. Yeah, like they're always like, it's it's John and Paul. Paul and John. But 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 John comes first. Why? Because uh, maybe it's like an alphabetical thing. Maybe it's like a flow thing. Maybe John died first. Wait, no. Paul. No, John and Paul. John died first. No? Um, Let me try to find... No, nah, the, 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 it's in like the 360s. Like nobody knows when the exact day people died kind of thing. Unless they did because it literally says they died on the 26th of June. Oh, I feel like you probably have some kind of like take on this. But like when people say a list of names, like... My brother's names are Brian, Quinn, Ben, and Sam. And that, like, makes sense to me in that order. Like, it sounds right. But if you say Sam, Ben, Quinn, Brian, it feels wrong. Maybe that's just, like, the way I grew up, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, because I assume you said it in, like, chronological order of, like, when they were born. And, like, for instance, I know that my dad, he has this thing that he says where he says the name of all of his siblings in order. And it's, like, a memorized list. And if he's ever listing his siblings, he would list them in order because he has that list, like, memorized. But if we ever went, like, apart from the list, it would just sound really weird. Like, uh, like if you ask me to name the three patriarchs of our faith, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, like, because that's the order that appears. They're like, oh, yes, Isaac and Jacob and Abraham. It's like, what, what? What's, what's, what's that all about? So there's the chronological order, right? But then there's, like, things that kind of confuse me. Like, uh, we have friends um, who are uh, engaged named uh, Anna and Jason. And Jason and Anna, Anna and Jason. Feels like Anna and Jason is better, even though I've known Jason longer. And probably better than Anna. So there are multiple considerations for this. And the one that I'm probably most adept at is actually just looking at the syllable pronunciations. Because, for instance, like, especially like the way you pronounce it, you say Anna and Jason, where the an, like, there's no clear D. But you say Anna and Jason, or Jason and Anna. Like, the D makes it a little bit more awkward, where you're more likely to say Anna, uh, Jason and Anna, because it's easier to go the D into the A, like, and Anna, as it is to go to and Jason, because you need to end the D before you start the J, where you can kind of smooth the D into the A. Uh, so, like, if you just pre pronounce the D, you're more likely to say Jason and Anna. Uh, whereas if you say the J, Anna and Jason is a little bit clunkier. But also, if you just say whatever, like, for instance, I probably say Jason and Anna, just because... I, I knew Jason first, but also that's probably the first time I heard the version with the coordinating conjunction was probably with Jason's name first. So the, I say Jason and Anna whenever I refer to the, the two people that are Jason and Anna. 
Yeah, I think on their, like, I, I might be wrong, but on their not, it says Anna and Jason. And I was like, oh, cool. So I think a big reason for that is that when you put the guy's name second, it's less jarring when you have the last name following. Because you can say Anna and Jason Economopolis. Because, uh, uh, yeah, da, 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 yeah, because that's the last name next to the, yeah, it's one of those things to where, like, if you have it the other way around, that situation is much more weird whenever you have, like, the like the last name next to the name of the bride before the bride actually gets married and, like, has the last name changed. So it's it's different in that regard. Ah, it makes a lot of sense. Let, let me talk about last names for a second, especially in the Vietnamese culture. So uh, it's, it's actually really funny because in my family, uh, so Nguyen, Nguyen, which is my last name, I think this is a public thing, uh, is like the most common last name in Vietnam. 40% of the population has it. It's like top 20 in the world or something, don't quote me. Uh, and it's very, very common, such that, like almost a little too common, almost like frighteningly common, such that I know like, in my family, uh, it, it's usually a custom where you don't really change your last name. I think it's like a Vietnamese thing. Uh, but also, in my aunts and uncles, if someone had the opportunity to change their last name off of Win, like to Pham, they took the opportunity. However, if someone had the opportunity to change their last name to Win, like, for instance, uh, like so my mom married my dad. Her last name is not Win. His is. They're like, oh, no, I don't, I don't think I'm going to change my last name. So it's like, if you're changing to Win, uh, But then there's also people I know, like my, my aunt who lives approximate to me. Uh, she married someone with the last name Win. So both of their last names were the same. And it's just like giga convenient because like you just grow up with that last name your whole life and then you just get to keep it. But now you also share the last name with your husband. Uh, maybe this is why we should all have like last name convergence. So like because in like you go to China, everyone's last name is or the most common last name is Wang. Right? You just Wang. You find another Wang to marry, and the boom, Wang, Wang, Wang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, there was a big word joke there. So yeah, my, my 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 aunt goes to m- marry the her husband, and then uh, win win win. <laughs> it's a win. It's a win win. So win win. I think I'm, I think I'm saying it right. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's good enough. Win win, win win. The 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 nguyen the the nguyen sound at the very beginning is is it's hitting pretty good. Okay, thanks. I've I've been practicing. Um, yeah, one of my one of my second cousins, third cousins. I don't know. My family's pretty big in El Paso. Um, I I can't remember what his last name was, but it's some like royal like Spanish name, like uh, I I don't know. I I can't remember what it was, but it was like kind of a rare name. Started with an R. It has like double R's in it, and it's like, it's really a beautiful last name. But he went to medical school, and he's like the only person that I know in my family that went to medical school. Um, by the way, for context, I'm I'm planning on going to medical school, hopefully, God willing. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, so he's the only person I know who went to medical school in my family. Never talked to this guy, but at like every family event, like all my tias all talk about him like every time I, t- I talk about like going to medical school like oh you don't end up like him because like he moved to the east coast and then he changed his name he changed his name to something like anglo so and and here's my here's my theory as to why i think it's because uh i don't know if he knew how to speak spanish and maybe he was embarrassed 
that like so many Spanish speaking people were coming to him in like the the eastern like seaboard like who were more comfortable speaking in Spanish saw his last name on like directories and were like ah let's go to this guy he can like he can serve me well as a doctor but like but then they get there and he's like oh actually I don't know how to speak Spanish so then I guess like at some point this is my hypothesis. He, I actually have not talked to him, but I think that this is what happened. And then he was just like, all right, well, I'm fed up. I'm just going to change my name. But then, like, everyone was, like, really upset at him because, like, you don't do that to the family name. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, so that's why I'm trying to learn Spanish right now because I cannot be, like, a, a doctor and, like, have my name Gutierrez, like, out, like, in the public and then, like, not know how to even, like, even communicate with the Spanish population, especially if I'm going to be in, like, Texas. Yes. So I have thought about this, but in a different context. Okay. So let us let us say that uh, I get married. And I get married to, like, a white woman who speaks no Vietnamese. But as the Americans do, the wife will take the name the last name of the husband. So uh, let's just say, let's assume there's some Jane Doe. Her name is now Jane Wynn. Let's assume she's like a doctor or a dentist. And now it's just like Jane Wynn. And then the Vietnamese people is like, oh, Vietnamese a doctor. And they pull up white lady. Like this seems very mildly. You know, and and it's like, it's like, oh, uh, this happened to me too because I don't, I don't speak that much Vietnamese. I, I know I'm not, not good about it. But it's like, imagine if you like, uh, married someone with like with like like uh, like imagine an Asian person married like someone Gutierrez and then they're a doctor and it's like oh I don't speak Spanish I don't know nothing yeah my mom is like very white she's from she's from Pennsylvania um, like rural Pennsylvania and she like does not speak any Spanish or doesn't even look she's very white um, but she has the last name Gutierrez and it's like I don't know yeah. But I feel like there's less, like, societal pressure on someone like that who, like, married into a culture um, for them to, like, okay, so, like, say I, like, you know, go to this doctor and then I find out that it's a white woman and I'm Vietnamese, <clears throat> then I would be, like, ah, shoot, I just should have done my research. But if it was, if it's, like, a Vietnamese person and, like, I live in an area where a lot of people speak Vietnamese and I'm like expecting this person to speak Vietnamese and then they show up and they definitely look Vietnamese like and then you like try to speak to them in Vietnamese and they're like bro like I don't sorry like you're gonna have to speak me in English like I feel like there's a different kind of pressure on those people. Yeah it's like a bigger betrayal. Uh, yeah, there's like there's more of a schmix because it's also like, oh, this person is Vietnamese, but like, no, you thought like like it, this, no, nah, it, it was a schmix all along where that there was no Vietnamese to be had. And they just they just look it, but it's uh, it's yeah, the 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 language speaking ability is not there are no capabilities there. Do you yearn? I do, I do yearn. Do you pine? Once in a while. By that I mean quite often. What do you pine for? I pine for a lot of things. Okay. Like what? I don't know. What does pine mean? Great question. P 
kind. I think that means to like, I think that means to, I think it means <laughs> an evergreen carnivorous tree. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <clears throat> um, I think it is a verb meaning, meaning to suffer a mental and physical decline, especially because of a broken heart. No, 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 no. I, this is this is what I'm looking for. The second definition: miss and longing for the return of, pining for my boyfriend. Do you uh, that was just the example written on the thing. Uh, uh, ben is not. <laughs> I, am, I I have a girlfriend. Her name is Brianna. I love her. Yeah. Uh, yes. So the question is like: Are there things that I miss and long for the return of? Yeah. <clears throat> or, or alternatively, do you yearn? Do you yearn for something that you have never had before? I think I do. I think I do yearn for things that I've never had before. I don't know. I think part of life is just, I want to have the next thing, you know? That is life. In fact, I think that's the human condition. is to yearn for something that you can never have on Earth. It's like, there's this, I think that's really, like, captures the human spirit. It's like, there's this, like, massive longing in our hearts that can never be filled by anything on earth but there are some things on earth that we can still yearn for that maybe point us in the direction of of eternal satisfaction of the yearning and i think it's very important perspective to see that like the things that we yearn for here are not meant and cannot fulfill those deep longing desires that some of it gives us a glimpse, but we must treat it appropriately as just the glimpse and the direction pointing and the sign to Disneyland, as opposed to like it's Disneyland itself. Uh, where uh, at the end of the day, like things, friends, family, events, retreats, they're meant to point us that at the end of the day, they are not what fulfills, so they are just disappointment. This is like just an extension of like the Ask Christopher West podcast at this point. <laughs> no, um, I am. <clears throat> I'm so I mentioned my girlfriend, um, Brianna. Um, I mean, obviously this is probably clearer. Um, we're not engaged or anything, but I do yearn. I I yearn, um, for marriage, and to be known in that way and nuptials, yada yada yada. But but. It's like really important for us to remember and something we've been trying to work on is to kind of recognize that we there's no way that we, we as like broken humans could satisfy each other. Um, in fact, like the only <clears throat> person who can do that is God. And when we try to um, or when we expect someone or something to satisfy us, to fill that eternal longing, the, 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 the yearning, and then it doesn't succeed because it inevitably will not succeed. It's inevitably going to, like, fail you, mess up, or, like, never, like, reach the expectations or fill that, that massive gap in your heart. Then, then you begin to despise those things, and that's why I think that that like well, one of the reasons why there's like such a big divorce rate right now, 
is because like we've 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 idolized um like each other you know yeah and i think at the end of the day a word that really encapsulates that is that like those things will always disappoint disappoint precisely because the things that disappoint we misappoint of what like should be what we like is a point you know so w- what we need to do is reappoint our desires and like our expectations onto someone who can take the appointment and fulfill it i.e god we're literally talking about how like these are all things that point us to god but insofar as they are not they disappoint because it's it's those things in and of themselves are not the point you know right so another point is that um pointing is an appointment towards the okay i've got nothing i really tried to do another thing but i couldn't i think i'm running into i think we can move past this point agreed i think that the point is a bit moot yeah but to yearn to yearn is the human condition to yearn is if you don't have that yearning like you've you've lost something that is good for chance to dream indeed it's a shakespeare quote oh i i didn't catch that sorry but it actually i think it's like to sleep per chance to dream have you seen that meme that's like or where it's like someone's like writing about mario or something like uh, from from like super mario's and they just like throw in per chance <laughs> into the into the essay all the time and the and the teacher just like circles it and says like you can't just say per chance like it's like whenever someone learns like a new like phrase that someone says at the end of things they don't know what it means and they just like like say it everywhere as if it's just like a speech thing but no the words actually mean something yeah that's like uh, i think shakespeare uses a lot of these things but like uh, me thinks is one of those <laughs> like actually me thinks does not mean i think or, or or i suppose or any of that me thinks is like actually saying like it appears as if right is is that correct fact check me on that yes that is what the google uh, search did indicate to me but i can ask a more authoritative source so so it wouldn't it wouldn't be necessarily correct to to like if someone asks you like what are your thoughts on uh abortion or whatever and you you say ah me thinks it is a uh, a crime or whatever like whatever it's it's morally uh corrupt or something like that that's actually not the cr- like you're saying that it appears as if i mean you i mean de facto you might be saying the same thing but like technically you're saying something different it's it's like the good old like wherefore our to thou and a misunderstanding as to what that actually means kind of thing yeah, so like the the I think that the context <clears throat> uh where where we use like I think the most popular like usage of methinks is in Hamlet um when um the Gertrude the queen says uh and it's like the play uh, that Hamlet puts on to like catch his dad his uncle in like his murderous plot whatever yada 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 <clears throat> and then she says uh methinks though woman doth protest too much or something like that um 
But she was just saying, oh, it, it, it seems as if the woman is, she's not saying, I, I, th- I thought that th- she was a little annoying. It's not a, it's not a thing of personal opinion. It's like a, oh, it appears the situation is such. So it's, it's even more like, like non-committal than, than such a claim. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a personal opinion. It's a personal observation. Yes, correct. Oh, almost got the fly. But he flew off again. Um, Ethan this time tried to get it with a towel. Although, admittedly, it was much slower than than maybe he thought it was going to be. It was quite slow. Uh, I think the projectile napkin was much more effective. Like, it got to the place before the fly left. This one, there was a lot of drag force on the on the towel, I will say. Yeah. Where do the mosquitoes go? This is my big question. I, I've thought about this a lot recently. I, I like uh, earlier today, I got bit in the face by a mosquito, like right on my cheek, and it really sucked. Can you see it? I've got it like right here. Anyway, I cannot, but it's okay. Well, I think it kind of went away, but anyway, it really sucked, and I was like, "What? How are you still around? It's like so cold outside." But then I was like, "Wait, but where do they go?" You don't surely you can't just like go to sleep. Do you like bury yourself in the ground? Do you like lay eggs and just hope that they like open they go into hibernation? What? This is what Google tells me. I don't know. Another thing that some animals do is that like they'll migrate north and south, but also there are some animals where their lifespan is less than the than the time period, like the the, the periodic cycle of the migration. So it'll be like like imagine that imagine if it's like like the like you you only your life only experiences like half the cycle and then that your life of your of like your offspring experiences the other half of the cycle and just continues on where like no one I don't know what animal even would fall under this like no one baboon <laughs> successfully goes both north and south but in the eyes of like let's let's say mosquitoes that have mosquitoes which apparently doesn't uh like you're like oh mosquitoes go away for the winter and then come back but the one that comes back isn't even the one that left and it is even the offspring of one it's the offspring of an offspring of an offspring where it's like generational mosquito comebackism hmm. it's uh i think in sociology they call it uh um generational rep- re- reproduction or yeah <clears throat> no it's called uh what's it called social reproduction social reproduction look look that up I sure do hope the reproduction generates. Otherwise, I don't think it's doing what it intended to. It's not listed. Um, anyway, uh, or valid. <clears throat> but wouldn't it be funny, though, if, if mosquitoes did migrate? Do you think they would, like, fly in a V-shape? Or maybe, like, an M- a-, a big M-shape for mosquito? <laughs> a big M-shape for mosquito is wild. Uh, I, wonder if, I wonder if certain animals know what their names are. Like... I wonder if, like, dogs growing up in China know that they're not called dog. They're called whatever the word for dog is in, in Chinese, which I think I know what it is. <laughs> uh, I think it's go, but I could be very wrong. Uh, no comment on this one for me. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, but, like, you're like, oh, good dog. Like, the dogs need to learn that dog is, like, a term that mildly refers to them. But not specifically, but, like, generically. Yeah, I mean, surely the mosquitoes, like, I'm, I'm always cursing them out, so, like, 
surely at least they hear it like they feel the vibrations of me like saying like ah like dang mosquito like i hate them and like maybe that maybe that gets like ingrained into them um, yeah that's kind of interesting I think that if mosquitoes migrated, they would imagine imagine like a giant, you know, like a swarm of bees that comedically exits the beehive in the cartoons. Imagine just like a swarm of mosquitoes flying in like a a blob or like a a straight line. Like 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 I feel like that would be like both terrifying but also like kind of funny. Uh, that would be very comedic, but also yeah, very very terrifying. Um, mosquitoes. I, I still don't buy that they go to sleep for all those months. Like, what, what the? What? I saw that for eight seconds in a Google search. But I don't know. Um, I remember there was one day I was at the robotics lab in high school. And the mosquitoes, like, we left the door open and the mosquitoes got in. And that day I took a piece of, like, eighth-inch polycarbonate, like a plastic. And it was, like, a, it's, like, pretty hard. But it's, like, very flexible. And I, with that one, like, piece of plastic i killed eight mosquitoes that day one time i was in the uh this is i i recall this is like one of the most miserable miserable days of my life um not because of any emotional turmoil but just like the physical like stress that i was in it really did feel like hell i was in minnesota of all places uh on on the the like thousand lakes and and um like on in the boundary waters <clears throat> in the summer and the mosquito population terrible but it's not just the mosquitoes everything that flies bites you there's these biting flies that like bite and hurt you and there's also these other flies that there's also these other bugs that will bite you but it was also super hot outside. So <clears throat> so I had to like um, choose between being inside my tent and not being bit by everything all the time or being outside of my tent and being bit. But being inside the tent, I would be like super hot. Quite a dilemma. What did you end up choosing? Did you choose to be hot or did you choose to be bit? I don't know. I think I chose to be bit. I just figured I'd, I already had so many bites that it was going to happen anyway. Yeah. That makes sense. But did you, did you not like the heat? I don't like the heat. I, I prefer the cold. I feel like you can like put things on. Precisely. You can like put on more clothing to make yourself warmer, but you can't like negative clothing to make yourself cooler that's one of those things where the justification of like it makes sense why you would want to turn your ac on it does not make sense to turn your heater on in the same way because you can just put on more clothes save yourself some money dog <clears throat> it's true but a lot more people die like annually from like extreme cold than people do die from extreme heat the human body is kind of like designed to take heat a little better than 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 cold i guess i mean uh, you can die in both situations but i feel like cold is especially bad because um i don't know sure you can like put stuff on but like i guess we're not talking about like extreme yeah yeah uh, yeah 
I'm tired. But not in a complaining way. In just like a, a an explanation of the situation kind of way. Yeah, I think it's time to go to bed. Okay. Well, that is... I'm Ethan. Uh, I'm Ben. Thanks for having me on the podcast again. Yeah, for sure. And maybe whenever we're on the podcast again, we will... It will not be this late into the night because if you've done your math, it's like 1229 right now a.m. on the following day, 1213, which is the, the, the following day that I had mentioned 30 minutes ago. Yeah, I was excited to, have, to be on again. I'm sure I always love having our conversations. I feel like they flow very f- freely. Organic. We'll have to talk about or- the meaning of organic next time yeah it's really weird whenever you think the the opposite of organic is mechanistic and then you start describing the mechanistic tomatoes then no one knows what you're talking okay i'm leaving now toodles bye